Back to Richmond podcast. My name's Alan Sams, and I am the social media manager for Bring Hockey Back to Richmond. Uh, if you're new to us, find us on Facebook and throw us a like. And uh, otherwise, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RVA Hockey. So, everybody right now, all the hockey fans in Richmond, all the hockey fans, period, who follow Bring Hockey Back to Richmond, are in a tether as they watch their NHL team compete for the Stanley Cup. And we're all wound up and people trolling each other on social media and people rooting for their team and blood's pumping. And, and this is just like a great time of year to be a hockey fan. But in 23 years ago from this past Tuesday, May 1st, in 1995, on a Monday night, in front of about 12,000 people jam-packed into the Coliseum, our Richmond Renegades won the one and only professional hockey championship this city has ever seen when they brought home the East Coast Hockey League's Riley Cup. Well, the East Coast Hockey League's been renamed to the ECHL, and the championship trophy now is called the Kelly Cup, but in 1995, it was freaking spectacular. You couldn't have imagined a better scenario, a more fun, more electric evening. Uh, It was really just a great time to be a hockey fan here in Richmond. It was everywhere. Kids playing roller hockey. uh, Renegades hats and t-shirts being worn out on the streets. Bumper stickers on cars. It It was great. But it didn't start off like that. As a matter of fact, the the offseason leading up to the 94-95 season was pretty bleak. Uh, the Renegades had been sold after the, after the 92-93 season. The Renegades were sold. Uh, and so we had new ownership during the 93-94 season. And at the end of the 93-94 season, the Renegades didn't make the playoffs. Fans were calling for Roy Somers' head. Um, even though we finished five games above 500, it wasn't good enough. Um, the new owners were complaining that they were losing too much money. And there was reports in the Times Dispatch at the time that if the Renegades weren't sold, they were going to be folded and they could possibly be sold and relocated. So it was, it was kind of a depressing time. But Craig Lachlan, former NHL player, played for the Washington Capitals and Montreal Canadiens, and his business partner, Harry Forenstein, kind of stepped up with their ownership group and acquired the Renegades. Now, I remember the first time I actually saw these guys in person. They were holding a season ticket rally down near the Diamond. It was a kind of a deal where if you showed up, you got a free ticket to the Braves game. So... Uh, I went down, and I was kind of sitting around, standing around, waiting for the event to start. And I see Harry and Craig kind of sitting off on these little ble- on these little side bleachers. And I just see Craig kind of looking w- pretty wound up. And uh, he looks at Harry, and he says, where are the people? Well, needless to say, everybody showed up. And it turned out to be a tremendous event. It was... It, it kind of started to turn my opinion a little bit. I started to think, wow, you know, maybe we're going to have a good season. So those guys come in, and, and 
they start signing players. They retained Roy Sommer, which was probably the smartest thing they could do. Um, and one of the first signings that's announced that offseason was that Scott Gruel was going to come and be a player assistant coach. Well, Scott Gruel was an IHL scoring legend. This was a guy that, that probably had an Ovechkin-like slap shot uh, from the circle. He had played in Pittsburgh. He'd also played in L.A. in the NHL. So this was a pretty big signing. And then they started to fill in the rest of the roster. And it was 12 rookies mixed in with Daniel from and Sean Snezer, who we had acquired in a trade from Hampton Roads during the offseason, which was supposed to help kind of solidify our defense. Little did we know six months later that these 12 rookies that were on that roster uh, mixed in with some of the older veterans would almost become household names in Richmond. You started to hear names like Andrew Shire and Trevor Sin, Lou Bodie, Garrett McDonald. These were guys that we all at that time during, during you know, uh, at the, that peak in hockey that during that time, everybody knew who they were. Darren Weatherhill, um, <laughs> Grant Shervin, you know, all these guys. And they were, I mean, you know, they were rock stars here, man. It was, uh, Darren Weatherhill said in, a, in an interview a couple of years ago during the 20th anniversary, he talked about how electric it was here. And that's not an overstatement. If, if you are old enough to remember what the mid-90s was like for a professional hockey team here in Richmond or for our renegades, it was electric. For $6, you could go sit in the upper level and basically get an NHL experience because you would come in, the lights would go down, there would be a laser light show, and then player announcements, and of course you had Mike LeVay, Renegades goal, you know, all that. And so it was, you know, these were some fantastic times, and it was entertaining, intense, tough hockey. As the season kind of rolled along and, and we were doing well, um... They clinched the Eastern Division in the, uh, I believe, in one of the last last home games, which meant they would have home ice advantage throughout the playoffs. And they had to go through Columbus, Roanoke, Tallahassee, and then Greensboro to actually win the Cup. And but as it got later in the season, we needed a little bit of toughness. So they go out and they talk to Greensboro, and they acquire. Trevor Sin. That's right. Tough guy, Trevor Sin. Probably one of the most famous hockey players to ever play here in this city. And there's, most people relate Richmond pro hockey. When you talk about the Renegades, you talk about Trevor Sin. So Center came in. He, he, brought, he definitely brought some toughness. I believe he played the last nine he played the last nine regular season games with us. Um, and then he was on board for the playoffs. Well, they also decided, well, we need a little help in goal. So they acquired a guy named David Littman, who had been playing in the, in the IHL, and he'd been playing for the Orlando Solar Bears. It was a goaltender that was pretty daggone good. Um, so David Littman comes on board. He plays 
he he's on hockey db listed as he played the last six games of the season with us i don't i don't personally remember that he might have i don't know but then a friend of Craig Lachlan's comes along. Now, you remember, Craig is the GM of this team, so he's built in his first year as a GM. He's, he's built this championship team and, uh, and, and done a hell of a job. I mean, you got – there's this really big guy, tall guy, can skate really well, comes and starts playing for us. Looks a little older than these young, these young rookies playing in the ECHL. As it turns out, we sign Rod Langway. Well, Rod Langway is a Norris Trophy-winning defenseman who played in the NHL. Played for Montreal and Washington, and is the Minister of Defense. As a matter of fact, his jersey is hung up in the rafters of the of uh, Capital One Arena now. So to say that we weren't a little bit loaded heading into the uh, the playoffs that year. Yeah, we, we were pretty we were pretty stacked, um, but nonetheless, it, it was an incredible run. Out of all the series that we played that year, leading up to uh, leading up to the cup and the eventual win, our Renegades never faced elimination. They they were never down in a series where they had to battle back and stay alive. They led every series that they played in. So getting back to the actual May 1st, 1995 game, the Renegades scored two goals in the first period. The Monarchs answered back in the second and the third. So we're going into the third period. Now we're in the third period. We're all tied up. And we're leading the series at that point, I believe, three to one. And the Monarchs are desperate to stay alive. Brubaker's got his boys going. You know, and there was definitely some characters that played for, for uh, Greensboro at the time. You had Phil Berger, who <laughs> tortured us. Uh, he was as flashy and, and, and campy as possible. Uh, long mullet. He was, he was a character all on all his own. He, he would flip off the crowd. He was your typical kind of, he was your, you know, typical minor league all-star. And you had a guy named Billy Horn who was playing in net for, for Greensboro. And Billy was kind of a, he was kind of a throwback to the old stand-up style goaltender where he didn't go down very often. He didn't play butterfly style a whole lot. But, you know, he was a really solid, very good, good goaltender. They had a young guy named Jeremy Stevenson that was playing for uh, Greensboro at the time. He was, he, he was a rookie, but he was a tough guy. He actually went on to have... Um, Played probably 50, 50 or so games in the NHL with the Minnesota Wild, uh, I think Anaheim and Nashville. So they they definitely had their characters. You had Howie Rosenblatt played for for them, and you know, but they were a good team. And Greensboro had been a good team. Um, so gets down to around the five minute mark. Renegades dump the puck in deep. Trevor Sen beats his man to the boards. And I don't know if it was instinctive. I don't know if he saw the reflection of Mike Taylor coming down the slot. But he backhands a pass and puts it directly on Mike Taylor's stick for the game-winning goal. Clock ticks down, and that place erupts. There's confetti. There's hugs and celebration. 
The guys skate the cup on our home ice. And I got to tell you, man, it was probably one of the most exciting and most incredible things I've ever seen here as, as a hockey fan. And for those who weren't here during that time and who aren't old enough to remember it, you know, I really hope someday you'll get to experience that because there's nothing better than being in the arena on the night that your team wins a championship. So I personally would like to thank Trevor Sin, Blaine Moore, Darren Weatherhill, Scott Gruel, Grant Shervin, David Littman, Rod Langway, Garrett McDonald, and all the 94-95 renegades. The team was amazing. The experience was amazing. And, uh, of course, we, we can't thank Craig and Harry and all the people who were involved behind the scenes enough. Because not only did they provide us with just an amazing season their first year, but they provided us with several years of hockey after that. Um, that, you know, they solidified the sport in Richmond. And we became a little, we became a little Detroit, where we were our own little hockey town. Someday I hope we all get back to it. But at this point, I'm just going to say, everybody enjoy the NHL playoffs. I hope your team wins. Uh, again, guys, thanks for your support. Let me know what, you, uh, what you'd like to discuss in the future. We've got, I'm going to be doing another one of these pretty soon where we're going to talk with uh, now head coach R.C. Like, who uh, at one time used to play for the River Dogs and, and he played for the uh, Renegades. And uh, so I'm going to also go back through. I, I got some questions from some of you, and I'll go back and get you guys some, some proper answers. But until next time, thanks again for everything, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Take care. Bye-bye.